This week in agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Average price for corn nationwide in May was $6.54 per bushel. That's 16 cents less than April and 72 cents below one year ago. Soybean prices totaled $14.40 a bushel. That's 50 cents below April and $1.70 below a year ago. The May average price for spring wheat was at $8.24, down 16 cents from the previous month, $2.76 below May of 2022. Feeder calf values increased. The May average price at averaged $251 a hundredweight, $7 higher than April, and $68 higher than a year ago. North Star Commodities Chief Analyst Mark Schultz thinks much of the action that we're seeing in this grain market is corn-soybean spread unwinding. Obviously, we had the, uh, after the following report, we had that wide discrepancy with corn sharply lower and beans sharply higher, and it looks like we just kind of solved that issue of maybe a little unwinding of that spread, so to speak, and uh, in here. The other thing that's that started to come into play here just a little bit is the, the difference on the price of corn in Brazil versus the price of corn in the U.S. in the world market has narrowed dramatically. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlos' weather is the, the other big market driver. Yeah, I think the winter wheat market in the hard red especially is really trying to figure out how bad the rain systems coming in this uh, next five days are going to be because we're looking at some of the better areas, the expected better areas of yield uh, for the hard, HRW, you know, Wichita, Kansas, Hutchinson, Pratt, those areas looking at probably the best yields for the state. Uh, by and large, but they're also looking at two to four inches of rain the next five days. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says acreage uncertainty continues to play a role in these markets as well. It's a market that very much is uh, jumpy. It's not sure what to do with the uh, the acres that they gave us. Um, are we going to stick with that? A little bit of talk that there were still 8.2 million acres uh, to plant yet as of June 1, so could that be flipped around a little bit? Um, you know, more beans, less corn. So we'll see. Very unusual for that to happen. Advanced Trading Commodity Research Analyst Brian Basting said the grains also have been seeing a mixed bag of weather news. Mixed news. Um as you said, for the for the spring wheat uh, market, Randy, we're looking at some some drier, uh, the normal conditions. Um, it looks like over the next week, um, it looks like uh, they'll get some rain, uh, but not a lot. Uh, like I said, between now and, and mid July, um, as you move further south, however, into the heart of the of the corn and soybean areas, as you highlighted a moment ago, uh, it is looking inch inch and a half, quite a bit of Iowa, Illinois in the eastern corn belt. So a uh, bit of a mixed bag there. Progressive ag marketing market analyst Brian Strauman said the cattle markets traded a bit firmer. Uh, we started the day, uh, you know, pretty close to unchanged, but we've certainly firmed as the day has moved along. Uh, the futures are at a discount to the the cash and, and supplies remain tight. Uh, the feeders are sharply higher today, uh, short covering after the two-day sell-off. We were down six, seven dollars there the last couple of days. Uh, so some of those profits being realized. Uh, the firm live cattle trade helps, and, and then the, certainly the pressure in the corn market. Lean hogs, uh, you know, uh, yesterday kind of had a downside reversal when you look at how that market uh, uh, performed. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. 
Outlook Herbicide from BASF provides superior control of the toughest weeds. I think this, these residual chemistries in sugar beets are the way forward because as we've seen this water hemp footprint grow, some of these fields, they get pretty pretty messy uh, mid to late season, and that's where this Group 15 chemistry, which Outlook is a part of, uh, going to be very instrumental in producing this crop moving forward. That's BASF District Sales Manager Ken Dybert. See your local retailer or BASF rep for more details. Specialty crop markets are special and require more digging than corn, soybeans, or wheat. We do that digging, talking to numerous crop scouts, growers, and processors here in North Harvest, and wherever beans that affect local markets are grown. So follow the dry bean scene every Friday at 1235, brought to you by North Harvest Bean Growers Association, Johnstown Bean Company, Varisto Herbicide from BASF, SRS Commodities, and Heads Up Plant Protectants. A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman. Minutes from the Federal Reserve June policy meeting have been released and it appears two more interest rate increases are likely by the end of the year. The Fed held interest rates steady last month, which was the first break after 10 consecutive increases. The Canadian Labor Minister met with his counterpart in British Columbia Wednesday to discuss the West Coast port strike. They played down any suggestion of government intervention. This strike now includes the ports of Vancouver and Prince Rupert. A significant amount of U.S. products move through those two ports. FSA has major deadlines the month of July. North Dakota FSA Executive Director Marcy Svenningsen says the first deadline will be here July 14th. We have our PARP and ERP Phase 2 deadline. Uh, if you're interested or you're planning to apply for either one of those disaster programs, uh, that would be the final date for that. And that has actually been extended from June 2nd, so we wanted producers to have a little bit of extra time if they needed it to finish up the PARP and ERP Phase 2 deadline or applications. So that is the deadline, July 14th. Acreage reports are also due this month. Uh, we really encourage uh, producers to go into the county offices, see if there are open spots coming up in these local administrative areas. Each county has three to five local administrative areas that uh, committee members serve on. And that's a really important job. And it's, it's also important that we have a diverse group of people that serve on those county committees. We want livestock producers and crop producers and men and women, beginning farmers, and as well as our mature farmers. So um, we really like to see a diverse mix of people serve on those committees. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall traveled to South Dakota this week. Duvall says it's important to hear issues directly from farmers and ranchers. My efforts of traveling the country during my administration is to uh, reconnect with our grassroots and make sure our farmers and ranchers understand the importance of the, uh, the national organization that they're a member of and the value they get from their membership by being a member. And uh, as I travel the country and meet with farmers and ranchers, that also gives me the opportunity to hear uh, their stories about their farm and how they deal with the issues that they face each and every day, whether it be regulation or whether it be something out of the farm bill. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz, along with Ag Commissioner Tom Peterson, visited a dairy farm this week in Lesur, Minnesota, for a chance to hear firsthand from dairy farmers in the state. Commissioner Peterson says on-farm visits are helpful to understanding the issues facing producers. 
Today, uh, Governor Walls and I are heading down to Lesur. We're going to extend uh, June as dairy month, just a few extra days, because, uh, you know, right now, I'd say dairy farmers are really struggling in Minnesota. Kind of unfortunate. We have a lot of milk on the market. Prices are really low and uh, a lot of frustrations. Uh, so I think it's just helpful to get the governor uh, out on dairy farm, hear from some dairy farmers firsthand. I think I visited five dairy farms myself during June and just trying to understand what's going on. We, you know, we've dropped under 2000 dairy farms in Minnesota. Uh, and so just trying to figure that out and get out and visit and always helpful. Peterson Farm Seed hosted a field demonstration near Harwood, North Dakota this week to demonstrate a new sprayer technology from Green Eye Technology. Midwest sales representative Tom McMurrin said the dual boom system gives producers options for broadcast and spot treatment of weeds. Also this week, Grand Farm hosted their first field day at their new location near Castleton, North Dakota. With a look at news this week in agriculture, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Integrity Auctioneers Summer Consignment Auction is July 11th, Harvey, North Dakota. Tractors, trucks, trailers, vehicles, harvest and hang equipment, plus significant John Deere parts, and much more by auction day. Shop tools start at 11 a.m. Items with online bidding go at noon. See full catalog and confidently bid today with no buyer's premium at www.integrity.bid. Marketing assets with excellence, efficiency, and professionalism. Integrity.bid. Providing play-by-play -play for the business of agriculture. The Red River Farm Network. Unless our corn exports pick up uh, appreciably, and I don't see that happening. The farmer is, at the moment, uh, just not engaging on the cash sales side. We traded as low as seventy-seven fifty-nine. This is the first time we've been below $80 a barrel in uh, about seven weeks. Numbers are available anywhere, but when you want to know why the market is moving up or down, agriculture's first choice is the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Rain is expected to occur across most areas of the northern plains through next week. However, net drying is expected in most of Montana and western South Dakota. World Weather Incorporated says rains elsewhere will be well-timed and supportive of crop development. Rainfall totals are expected to vary from a tenth of an inch to an inch and a half, with a few localized totals over two inches. Temperatures are expected to mostly be in the 70s and 80s with a few 90s in Montana. Crop conditions have been variable across the state with hit or miss rain and high temperatures. In areas of west central Minnesota, rain has kept crops in good shape. Ben Brutlig says places that missed rains close by are showing stress. Right now we've been fortunate we keep on getting rain just as we need it. Um, you know, a few weeks ago we were definitely looking a lot drier, but now we're Keep on getting a few timely shots of rain that helps out a little bit. Um, we're not any excess by any means. Uh, the crop overall, I mean, the corn is looking in our area right in right around Wendell. It looks fantastic on the corn and beans and sugar beets. But you didn't have to get far away to find where spring was tough on the crop with lack of moisture. GK Technology agronomist Sarah Lovis, who's based out of Hillsborough, North Dakota, says small grain progress is all over the board. You know, there's some places where there's some decent um, wheat, and, and I'll even throw barley into the mix, some decent wheat and barley. But, boy, there's also a lot of places where, you know, it's, it's pretty tough. Um, there's, there's places where you can row it, uh, and, and the heads are coming out. So, 
so I'm not sure if we have a bumper crop out there or not. And and I think it just comes down to our moisture situation. You know, last fall, I think we were a lot drier than what a guy realizes. And we needed all the snow that we had last winter, all of that snow, to go into the ground. We've needed all of the rain that we've gotten so far. And according to USDA's weekly crop progress report, half of the U.S. soybean crop is rated good to excellent. 51% of the corn had the same rating. The trade was expecting slightly higher ratings due to recent rains moving through the corn belt. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey has statewide numbers. We still see three states where more than one-fifth of the corn crop is rated very poor-to-poor. And that is led this week by Missouri at 37% very poor-to-poor. That's up from 25% last week. Now, on the other side, uh, you know, just as you move a little bit to the north and east, we actually saw some slight improvement in the condition. As you move into Illinois, 24% very poor-to-poor is the current number. That's a three-percentage point improvement from last week. And now 25% very poor-to-poor in Michigan. That's an improvement from last week's 30%. And Manitoba's crop continues to make rapid progress with variable rainfall amounts. Fungicide application has begun in the spring wheat and canola. Manitoba agriculture says most spring cereals are in the heading to anthesis to early milk stage. Winter wheat is in the soft to hard dough stage. Corn maturity ranges from V7 to V9 leaf stage. The canola crop ranges from bolting to full bloom with the sunflower crop in the R1 and R2 stage. The field pea crop has moved into the R3 or flat pod growth stage and the soybean crop is mostly in the R1 and R2 flowering stages. And crops are just moving into the flowering stages here around North Dakota. NDSU Extension agronomist Greg Endre says the crops are steadily trucking along. Corn is growing rapidly and soybeans are in the reproductive stage flowering and, and dry beans are uh, entering that stage as well. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor here on the Red River Farm Network. This is Ryan Closter with Wilbur Ellis Company. We believe strong partnerships make every season more successful and building a good base for your nutrient program will take your crops to the next level. That's why we deliver innovative solutions like Tillich Kilowatt, formulated with potassium acetate, fulvic acid, and micronutrients. This fertilizer provides a strong foundation for superior nutrient uptake, improved stress tolerance, and increased yield potential. Dedicated to customer partnerships, the team at Wilbur Ellis is here to provide a winning solution like Tillich Kilowatt to set you up for a successful season. Reach out to our Grand Forks team today to see what the power of we can do for you. Early mornings, late nights, rain, snow, sunshine. You've clocked in a 40-hour work week, and it's only Tuesday. No one works harder than the American farmer and rancher. The Red River Farm Network is proud to deliver farm news, markets, and weather to the innovators and decision makers. 90 minutes of farm programs each weekday, four farm broadcasters, and one ag meteorologist. On air, online, and on the go, the Red River Farm Network is reporting agriculture's business.